how much Jesus is too much Jesus? Because I think the only problem the mainstream has with their new speaker, Mike Johnson, is that, well, he's too Christian for them. The Rolling Stone authors another hit piece on the speaker, his grave sin today, flying a flag outside of his office. Maybe I should point them in the direction of Miss Tlaib. A high school football coach in Georgia was fired, not from the school, just from coaching football, because he held a post-practice baptism session where, praise God, 20 players were baptized. I think he deserves a raise. TikTok is highlighting a new trend, much to their chagrin, as Gen Z Westerners are now saying that Osama bin Laden was right. <laughs> we'll break that down. Ron DeSantis is picking up momentum in South Carolina. The fallout from Tim Scott backing out of the race is coming to the surface. And the South Carolina Department of Education is ready to tackle pornography in schools. All of that on the Friday edition of the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Welcome in. It's the Friday show. Glad you're rocking with us for the end of your work week. It is Friday, November 17th in the year of our Lord, 2023. We are right in the heart of the best month of the calendar year. I know. I know. December has Christmas and New Year's Eve. I get it. But November has Thanksgiving, and that is less than a week away. Hope you have your stretchy pants ready to go. A lot to get to today on the show. Once I went through that run-through, I thought, hmm, I hope we get to it all. Mitch Prosser's to my left, only in terms of geography, and we are ready know. to you're, roll with you. You're an ultra-right. I, I, I'm a Christian nationalist, basically, under the new definition. <laughs> Christo-fascist extremist? Yeah. Bigot? Maybe? We'll see. Who knows? Speaking of Christo-fascist bigots, according to the mainstream media, Speaker Mike Johnson, who we, again, are efforting to get on the show as as much as possible, hopefully hopefully he makes the time for a little old us. The Rolling Stone has put out another piece. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. The American public has had much to learn about Mike Johnson over the past two weeks until his surprise elevation to House Speaker. He was an obscure, mild-mannered, and bookish four-term backbencher. He's a former constitutional lawyer and hardly the type of political figure who jeers during a State of the Union address, Marjorie Taylor Greene, or gets caught in a Beetlejuice groping scandal. That would be Lauren Boebert. Ew. Or shows up on cable news to take a victory lap after ousting the leader of his own party. That would be Matt Gates. Johnson is focused. By the way, he has a documentary now. Anyway, Johnson is focused, methodical, and up until now was happy to operate behind the scenes. He's also a dyed-in-the-wool Christian conservative. God bless him. And there's a flag hanging outside his office that leads into a universe of right-wing religious extremism as unknown to most Americans as Johnson was before he descend, ascended, dis, oh, maybe descended, <laughs> before he ascended to the speakership. He slots firmly within the more hardline evangelical wing of the Republican coalition. He holds stringent positions on abortion, i.e. he thinks murder's wrong. He thinks homosexuality is a lifestyle choice that should not be recognized under legal protections against discrimination. Defends young earth creationism. Blames school shootings on the sexual revolution of the 1960s and questions the framework of the separation of church and state. Are you wanting me to vote for him for president? He should run for president. <laughs> Mike Johnson should run for president. Mike Johnson should run for emperor of the world. <laughs> Based on this characterization. He has said, quote, the founders wanted to protect the church from encroaching the state, yes. not the other way around. Correct. And that is correct. Again, 
Every time Mike Johnson speaks in public, he articulates basically like he's gone to 13,000 David Barton presentations <laughs> and then just makes them bite size. He, prob- he probably has. Um, he probably has. And, and what if you got him and, Matt and David Barton in a room together? I've been in that room, and it's pretty stinking awesome. Johnson was integral to Donald Trump's effort to overturn the 2020 election. Ah, so that's his grave sin. His grave sin is probably your grave sin. And what was that? Supporting that orange guy who was president. That, my friends, is the chiefest vice among you. dare you? If this was all we knew about Mike Johnson, we could accurately say that he's a full-bore right-wing Christian and an election denier who dabbles in conspiracy theories. Like the conspiracy theory that a man can become a woman? Qualities that might give one pause before putting him second in line to the presidency. No, you see, that doesn't matter because who's first in line to the presidency? She has the... She has the IQ level of a kumquat and the personality and interpersonal skills of that building out there. So, no, no one cares about that. But there is another angle to Johnson's extremism that has received less scrutiny, and it brings us back to the flag outside of his office. The flag, which Rolling Stone has confirmed, hangs outside his district office in the Cannon office building. (laughs) Is it the It's rainbow? not the Palestinian flag. Is it the rainbow flag? It's not the rainbow flag. It's is not it the, the Trans Pride Progress flag. I bet flag. you he has a Palmia flag. Prisoners of War missing in action. He probably has that one, but that's not the flag they're talking about. Oh, really? They're not even talking about the American flag. Is or it the Betsy Louisi- Ross? Or the Louisiana State flag. Or the Betsy Ross flag. Hmm. Or the Get Off My Lawn Let me guess. flag. It's a George Washington Appeal to Heaven flag. You would be correct. It is white with a simple evergreen <gasps> tree in the center and a phrase, Appeal to Heaven, at the top. Historically... This flag was a Revolutionary War banner commissioned by George Washington as a naval flag for the colony-turned-state of Massachusetts. The quote in Appeal to Heaven was a slogan from that war taken from a treatise by the philosopher John Locke, who whomst our founders pulled from to mm-hmm. craft the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. But in the past decade, it has become to symbolize a die-hard ver- vision of a hegemonically Christian America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah! You know The Appeal to Heaven flag... To understand it, real quick, Mitch, I'm quoting the author here. It's necessary to enter a world of Christian extremism animated by modern-day apostles, prophets, and apocalyptic visions of Christian triumph, and those were central to the chaos and violence of January 6th. You know, to quote Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, I knew he was trouble when he walked in. (sighs) Well, it might just be that that Travis Kelsey's girlfriend might be a Satanist. Um, There's that. <laughs> they go on I to didn't talk, say it. They go on to talk about Dutch sheets. Um, <gasps> what kind of sheets are those? They're Dutch. <laughs> okay. Like the oven. Okay. Uh, it's, it doesn't <laughs> make any rare sense. Rare form today, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't make any sense. The Appeal to Heaven flag was a banner of the mobilization of January 6th. What does it signal that the Speaker of the House is purposefully flying this symbol of Christian warfare, Mitchell. uh, Christian warfare. When Rolling Stone reached out to his office for comment, a spokesperson noted that all members have three flag posts outside their office, and Johnson flies the Appeal to Heaven flag alongside the American and Louisiana flags. Quote, Rep. Johnson's Appeal to Heaven flag was a gift to him and other members of Congress by Pastor Dan Cummins, who has served as a guest chaplain for the House over a dozen times under speakers from both parties adding that Johnson appreciates the rich history of the flag, connecting it to George Washington and John Locke. Accepting this backstory is true, it does not in any way refute our basic premise that the flag, since the Dutch sheets spiritual warfare appropriation of it in 2013, connotes an aggressive form of Christian nationalism. Now here's 
here's my question. And and to be fair, my birthday is coming up in a week and Christmas is right around the corner. Uh, if you would like to give me a gift, I would like an Appeal to Heaven flag. I've, I've wanted one for several years now. Amazon, here we come. So that's what I want. I have a question, and it, and it begs answering. When did America become so hellish? When did America become so hellscapish? When was that? How quickly can we clean up the streets? Apparently, all it takes is Xi Jinping coming to town for San Francisco to look like you can eat a burger off the ground. How quickly have we devolved into this, this, I don't even know how to put it, anti-Christian worldview. It's not, we'll get into the freedom from religion thing in just a second. But I, I want to I read you a quote. And I want you to guess who gave this quote, Mitch, because this would turn the ACLU on its head. They would not like this very much at all. Let's see if I can find it here. Of course, I'm on the wrong, I'm on the wrong page. There's, there's an issue within our country that any, any push for a Christian worldview is seen as unwholesome and unworthy of public conversation. Providence has given to our people the choice of their rules and it is their duty as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers. You know who said that? It wasn't Jesus. It wasn't Pro Moses. Providence. Providence has given to our people the choice of their rulers, and it is their duty as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation. Is that Benjamin Franklin? Nope. To nope. select and prefer Christians for their rulers. John Adams. You're close on the name. First Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Jay. John Jay, in 1817. Hmm. The ACLU would look to expel him <gasps> from the bench if, if that were uttered today. Here's the thing. There is a great misunderstanding of what it means to be an American. There's a great misunderstanding of what it means to be a Christian. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. They really don't like hearing the fact that Christ is going to come back tattoo slapped on his uh, thigh with a sword. And his name is imprinted on his thigh. What is that supposed to mean? And, and, he, and you know what's going to happen? Those who are enemies of God will um, perish. perish. Um, and then they will perish eternally. Sadly. Sadly. Sadly, and I wish that not be the case. I pray that not be the case. So again, I would encourage you to write to your representatives and your um, your elected officials and thank them for their courage to stand boldly for Christian views inside the marketplace, specifically the marketplace that is the political sphere as it's currently set. Let's go to the state of Georgia this from NBC News. A Georgia high school football coach who was criticized for holding a baptism on school grounds for some of his players has been fired weeks later. Superintendent Kristen Waters said this week that the coach was dismissed from coaching Tattnall County High School for reasons unrelated to the baptism, but for an incident after a November 3rd game. She did not provide further details. The safety and security of our students is paramount. Based on the outcome of an investigation into an incident that occurred Friday night, November 3rd, while traveling after the football game, the district decided that it would seek a head football coach that aligned with the best interests of the students. As to other investigate or other allegations, the district did not comment. 
Waters did not name the coach in her statement, but WSAV identified him as Isaac Farrell. Farrell did not respond immediately for comment um, on Thursday. Weeks before his firing, Farrell had been criticized by the Freedom From Religion Foundation for inviting a pastor to baptize players on school grounds after a practice on October 23rd. In a video shared on the football team's Facebook page, the pastor instructed a player to sit in a large tub full of water, and the pastor then uttered the phrase, I baptize you now, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They don't continue at where I assume he said, uh, buried with him in baptism, raised, raised to, to walk, walk in the newness, in the newness of, life. of life. In all, 20 players stepped forward to be baptized. Well, praise God. That's yeah. that's wonderful. That is a that is my definition of revival. That that is that is amazing. People seeing their need for Christ and and coming to Him in a covenant relationship, sim, uh, symbolically showing that outward uh, profession of faith with uh, uh, obedience to baptism. The Freedom from Religion Foundation, which calls itself a huh, state church watchdog, accused Farrell of abusing his position. And said it was informed about the baptism by a concerned community member. Okay, so some uh, atheist narc, some yeah. God-hating narc, uh, decided that kids getting dunked in some water wasn't good for them. What if... All right, so so this whole thing is uh, one parent said that her son was happy to participate in the baptism. I was extremely proud of him because he made the decision on his own. I didn't have to hold his hand, and he did it because he wanted to do it. The pride of a parent seeing their child come to Christ. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? It's so sweet because you see the boys and they look like they wanted it. They, everyone looked excited. The Freedom From Religion Foundation said it is illegal for public school coaches to intertwine their religious beliefs or activities with their team. Students have the First Amendment right to be free from religious indoctrination. That is not... That, nope. Nope. Education and public life is all about indoctrination. We indoctrinate students to believe that 2 plus 2 equals 4 because it is correct. We indoctrinate students to believe that 2 plus 2 is 4 so that when someone comes along and says 2 plus 2 equals 5, they know that's wrong. He's a racist. It's just, what do you want to indoctrinate kids with? Because indoctrination, connotatively, seems bad. Not necessarily. Now, the Freedom From Religion Foundation views this as that the First Amendment means you're free from all religion. No. No, that's not what it means. I've had this conversation, this argument, this discussion on the app formerly known as Twitter quite a few times. Religion. Religion? It, it, informs, like it informs every part of life. It informs our entire basis of government. It informs your worldview whether you want it to or not. And you say, well, I'm not a deeply religious person. Sure you are. You believe in something. You don't believe in nothing. That's the problem. That's the logical fallacy of atheism. You you don't believe in nothing. You believe in something. What is the something? Is it a is it a political ideology? Is it yourself? Is it an economic theory? Is it a critical theory? We'll get to that in a second. Or is it some cultural sexual religion? Because I promise you that if this football coach brought in a drag queen to dance provocatively on these football players' laps, no one would have said boo. Well, that's just freedom of expression. That's good. That's diversity. Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. And I applaud um, this football coach uh, who was dismissed, obviously, for this reason. Isaac Farrell. Obviously, he was dismissed for 
hosting about he didn't even baptize the players. He did not say if you don't get baptized, you're cut from the team. Yeah, not. I'm I'm sure that some of the players didn't have to stick around. If it's a post practice activity, right? They don't have to stay. It's amazing to me the fact that people refuse to even be near, but they're tolerant. We're tolerant of different views, but you just can't have your views shared in public. Well, then where can I have my views shared? Where is it okay then for my political and religious views to be shared? If not in the public marketplace, then where? Pray tell. Where would that be okay? Speaking of public views, <laughs> the, the artist known as TikTok, or the platform known as TikTok, really has a lot to say right now. I saw this uh, late Wednesday night. We didn't do a show yesterday. I want to talk about it today. There's a new TikTok trend um, that is almost unreal. Obviously, leftists right now are backers of Hamas. They believe Hamas is correct in what they did on October 7th. They believe it is okay that Hamas has... has agreed to and confirmed and stated that they will repeat October 7th as many times as they need to in order to crush the occupiers that are Israel. But they're also really upset that Israel's defending themselves and they want to cease fire. Cease fire now! Cease fire now! <laughs> That's what I hear. These liberal, uh, leftist, secularist white women chanting about Hamas needing uh, needing space, ceasefire now, let Hamas continue what they do. Meanwhile, if Hamas was in control here, those women would be covered up in burlap sacks and their and their homosexual friends and trans friends would be thrown off of buildings. Yeah. Because none of these people understand what Sharia law means. Yeah. Now, let's go to TikTok, wealth of all knowledge. Here's the trend. It's based on Osama bin Laden's letter to America that was released after 9-11 where he stated why he orchestrated this attack. Again, reminder, for those of you who are apparently too young to remember, on September 11, 2001, according to Ilhan Omar, some people did something. But what actually happened is terrorists, terrorists, hijacked planes, flew them into buildings, flew them into the Pentagon, flew them into an open field, thanks to the brave... Uh, courage of those people on that plane that was headed for the White House, the Capitol. And they killed 3,000 Americans. Killed them. Why? Because they're Americans. We hate America. That's always been the case. They said it themselves. Mm -hmm. That was the reason. Apparently, not anymore. Critical theory has reached critical mass. Take a look. This morning I read Letter to America, which is Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining why he attacked Americans. And I am ashamed to say that I not only have never read this letter, but I didn't even know this letter existed. It's wild and everyone should read it. If you haven't read it yet, read it. However, be forewarned that this has left me very disillusioned and I feel the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. I feel uh, a little bit just confused like I have entered into another timeline. What is this? And yeah, so go read it. So I just read a letter to America and I will never look at life the same. I will never look at 
this country the same. I will never. I Please read it. And if you have read it, let me know if you are also going through an existential crisis in this very moment. Because in the last 20 minutes, my entire viewpoint on the entire life I have believed and I have lived has changed. Please read that entire letter. I need everyone to stop what they're doing right now and go read. It's literally two pages. Go read A Letter to America. And please come back here and just let me know what you think. Because I feel like I'm going through like an existential crisis right now. And a lot of people are. So I just need someone else to be feeling this too. I need you to stop what you're doing and go read A Letter to America. It is literally the craziest thing I've read in a while. And while I can't say that I'm that surprised, I am pretty shocked. So go read it and tell me what you think because I really also need to talk to other people about this. And actually, before you even read the letter, I did want to mention, in reading the letter, I could only think of this tweet that I saw the other day. Under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. So I would play the next one, but she curses a lot and I don't have the time to edit in a bleep button every five seconds. We told you on our first four episodes, if you missed those, you can go back and listen to them. That critical theory, mm-hmm. critical race theory, deals with um, oppressor-oppressed relationships. That if you are oppressed, there is nothing you can do to not be oppressed except to overthrow the oppressor. And the oppressor expects to be overthrown by the oppressed at some point. That in this case, we're talking about occupier and occupied, but it's the same verbiage. There are a couple of issues I have with this, Mitch, and I and I think that people who view this logically, when you think about this, none of these none of these relate. This starts with the Israel Hamas issue. Those who believe there shouldn't be a Jewish state, those who hate the Jews, those who hate the God of the Jews, we get that. I believe this I believe this is not a land issue. This is not a land issue. If it was, the Palestinians would have agreed to the five peace deals presented since the 60s they reject everyone this is a this is a religious issue uh the the creed of hamas says that you should go kill the jews and let the trees shout oh oh muslim there is a jew behind me come kill them right that that's this is religious this is anti-semitism this is hatred of a people group for a specific reason. That's why people are saying that Hitler do- was doing the right thing. Hitler knew what he was doing. Hitler knew how to do with these- deal with these people. So you've got people who are legitimately agreeing with Hitler to start with. And now we just reach the next phase, which is, oh, America is complicit in this. America has occupied Palestine, and that's the reason why it – naturally, Mitch, we occupied Palestine. So naturally – those who were occupied, Osama bin Laden, then it's they had to kill 3,000 Americans to make us understand how evil and bad America is. I'm saying this from my studio apartment in New York and L.A. where I have access to medical care and an education which has taught me nothing but made me more stupid. And I am telling you that America is the reason why America was attacked on 9-11. I'll take a step back in this. Um, America has never occupied Palestinian space. Uh, Not not physically. 
but oh, culturally oh, the, and by war and by support of Israel. The Hebrew people, the nation of Israel, the yes. bastion, the, the outpost of the West. Yes. Um, I, think, I think it's important to remember that there has always been a Jewish presence. While there wasn't necessarily a nation that was recognized, there has always been a Jewish presence in the before, area. Before Islam was even a thing. Um, yeah. Um, but there, there's this old joke that... Uh, Jewish uh, Hebrew people would tell, and it's about Moses um, when he was uh, uh, a young man. He he went to take a bath in the Jordan River, and while he was in the Jordan River, you know, naturally how people take a bath, um, they do it in their birthday suit. Well, his cloak was hanging on a um, tree on the side of the Jordan River, and um, a Palestinian came by and stole his cloak from from off the branch, and and Moses, you know, was like, "Hey, man, you need to give that back because I can't come out of this water without my cloak." And the Palestinian said, "No, no, no, boo boo, I'm not going to give it back." And Palestinians immediately interrupt and say, "Listen, man, there were no Palestinians." Here back then, and he's like, "Yeah, we know. We we were here before you." <laughs> There's the punchline. Um, it's reality, and yet there's delusion when it comes to reality. There's this delusion of, um, and a lot of it's fed by the internet is true culture. If it's on the internet, it must be true. Well, he did think, write the letter. I think he did write the letter. But let, let's take a step back and just realize that this was a terrorist. You know, this was a man who ordered terrorist attacks, not just in America, twice, three times, four times. How many of those failed? Beirut. Well, you, go, you go to the 1993 Oklahoma City bombing. You go. Well, not the Oklahoma no, no, City no, no. bombing, the but World the, Trade the World Trade Center yeah, bombing. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. But that's okay. The, uh, there were a lot of bombings. There, in the there were others that failed. There's no doubt about that. Um, we could go to the Beirut, Lebanon attack, yep. the uh, two U.S. embassies attacks yep. in Africa. We could go to uh, this man is and was a known terrorist and we have people who are this is this is the same thing and and you might not like this equation this is the same thing as people who read mein kampf and say i get it hitler had a point um no i disagree with that i don't don't think no i don't think hitler had a point no i i agree hitler didn't have a point but this is that this is this is people saying oh letter to america UBS or OBS, depending on how you want to, uh, OBL, my bad, UBL, yep. OBS, not that. Yeah, that's, um, our, that's one of our systems. UBL had a point. Yep. No, no. His his point is being shared by people who, uh, sadly, just don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. God bless you. Bless your heart. There's, There's a... There's a general hatred of the West, and I mentioned this yesterday in some conversations we were having, and, and this scares me. I, I, I think there is a general disdain among my generation, among my generation, Talking because we've been taught in our public schools 
that America's actually the bad guy. And I'm not saying America's always the good guy. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying our hands are clean. No. We've made mistakes. Yes. And, 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 and we have done bad things. That's true. But in, but in this specific case, I don't understand how you can look at this and say, yeah, you know, you know what, Osama Bin Laden had a point. So, again, we need to keep an eye on this general hatred of the West and on this general disdain for everything that the West stands for. And the West stands for civility. The West stands for morality. The West stands for many of these things. Speaking of morality, the State Board of Education here in South Carolina is considering a universal definition of age-appropriate educational materials in South Carolina Imagine schools and that. libraries that would bar descriptions or visual depictions of what deem, what it deems sexual conduct and items that are obscene or indecent. Of course, this goes back to the pink thing. Uh, well, this goes back to a lot of things, but most recently, pink was handing out banned books at uh, concerts in Florida. I made the point on a public post by a local news station here that how is she getting her hand on banned books? If they're banned, how how'd you get your hands on them? Pretty, it's pretty good. You got must have connections. The regulation, though, proposed is the latest effort from conservative po- conservative policymakers, according to Yahoo News, to restrict public school students' access to books covering topics of race, gender identity, and sexual orientation. See, we're marrying these issues that aren't marriable. They're not the same. I want children in public schools, if you so choose to public school your children, and I know that many more of you, by the numbers that we have discussed, are homeschooling your children. Or, or Christian schooling your children mm-hmm. or private schooling your children. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with public education as long we as it's properly. We believe in education freedom. Education freedom. Opportunity. You, should what, you should do whatever you want with your kids in terms of education. You should just educate them. <laughs> we, need an educated, we need an educated population. A vote Tuesday to advance the policy is just the beginning of the process. Final approval is expected to be decided next year before the legislature can then take up the proposal. Uh, Patrick Kelly, a lobbyist for the Palmetto State Teachers Association, recommended that board members limit the complaint process just to students, their families, and school employees. Fair. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't – we can get into that at another time and why, you know, rando person shouldn't really have – a. anyway, we'll get to that. With all due respect, we do not want the state coming in and overriding what we have done locally, said Melinda Henriksen, the founder of Families Against Book Bans. Again, there aren't any book bans. She's also a resident of Beaufort County, where the Post and Courier newspaper there reports that students lost access to nearly 100 books. How? Are they still available? You You can go and buy them. They're available on Amazon. Can you find out? I don't know. I know you don't want to do this, but I'm sure if you pull up Amazon right now, if you search Handmaid's Tale, you can buy it. Is that on banned? Hard, I, uh, uh, including Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale. Either paperback, hardback, or um, Kindle, electronic. The policy takes its definitions of, ex- of obscene and indecent from federal statutes and broadcast television regulations. It would prohibit officials from removing any existing materials based primarily on disagreement with their viewpoints. It's free on Kindle. It's free. You can get it. A Lexington County resident advocated for the regulations because his district's library contained books that he found objectionable. Among those texts was a feminist retelling of the Little Red Riding Hood, Riding Hood fairy tale recommended for ages 14 to 18. And that book recommended for those ages included uh, depictions of, of sex. 14 to 18. Would you like it this for your birthday also? I would not. Please okay. do not get okay. that for me. Okay. I'll send it back. I'll other titles back. other titles names were <laughs> Rupee Cower's Milk and Honey, a popular poetry collection about surviving abuse and violence, and George M. Johnson's All Boys Aren't Blue, a <sighs> memoir about growing up LGBTQ plus and black. Again, I want to make the point. 
that you can educate your children however you see fit. I'm not going to stand in your way. But understand that not only, and I don't have kids in the public school system, but I do live in, a, in an area that is zoned for a specific school district, and part of my taxes fund the school district. Do I have, do I have standing or grounds to discuss openly with those in charge how my tax dollars are being spent? Should I want my tax dollars spent on books that promote non-normative sexual behavior, overtly sexual behavior, and other ideologies that are detrimental to their view, proper view, of society? There's a, there's a word that's thrown around a lot today in education, um, and it's the word stakeholder. I would argue that virtually everyone in society is a stakeholder in the education of our young people. If you're a business owner who will employ future second graders, you're a stakeholder. If you are a person, as Justin, you just mentioned, who may not have children in the public school system, whether that's by choice or just you don't, you don't have kids I don't yet. Have or, kids. I don't have kids yet. So, well... But you're you're paying taxes. I don't have, have school age kids yet. You're paying taxes. Yeah, I, financially supporting the public school system, whether whether compulsory or not. I'd say you're a stakeholder. If you are a parent, you're a stakeholder. If you're a student, you're a stakeholder. If you're a uh, admin, faculty, staff, if you're the janitor, the lunch lady, the the science teacher, the music teacher, the uh, guidance counselor, the principal, the AD, the football coach who does baptisms uh, or, or supports baptisms or not, all those are stakeholders. It is difficult for me to make a leap, and I can understand how you would want to um, parse out some of the madness that goes on in some of these school board, school board meetings. However, I would say that most of the madness and the the craze is happening from those who are claiming that the, there's nothing wrong with these books that they that they're that you know everything's age appropriate, no matter what. And that people who want age-appropriate material and a hard and fast standard, thank you, Ellen Weaver, mm -hmm. that th those that want that are just book banners, book burners. Oh, you know, and yeah, it's they're, they're calling, calling now. right now. Uh, there's a problem I have with that. Right. It's clear that the narrative, the messaging is being hijacked. And it's not fair to the argument whatsoever. No, it's, not. it's not fair to the issue. No, it's not. Now, of course, we have a uh, some bills were pre-filed uh, yesterday, and here's how it's framed. Um, a few bills aimed at LGBTQ plus folk were pre-filed yesterday, including a pair of bills requiring gender-specific restrooms in schools. How is that aimed at LGBTQ people? I, because, how, how is a bathroom... It's... It, how? Because you don't understand that I need the freedom to use whatever toilet I need whenever I want to do it, whether you like it or not. Also, and yeah. yeah, another backed by the House Speaker wants to ban gender transitions for minors. Great, good. That's a good idea. Help not harm. That's a great idea. We'll wave that banner all day long and create a definition for gender. There's always been a definition for gender. It's already there. 
The fact that we need to encode it in law is a problem. And he's the the person reporting this is wrong because it's actually a definition for sex and not gender. But there's that. Okay. One final thing. By the way, uh, South Carolina political news was we forayed into that topic already with the education side. Uh, quick hits on this. Uh, current state representative Adam Morgan has announced his candidacy for the 4th Congressional District of the state of South Carolina. That is a seat currently held by William Timmons. So there will be a a Republican primary challenger to Congressman Timmons. There are obviously wide reports as we get closer to primary season about those who might be challenging for other congressional seats, and we will alert you to those as they happen. Of course, we do not endorse any candidate uh, in this organization. That is not what we do, and it's actually against the rules. Uh, We don't endorse anybody. Uh, but we just want to make you aware of that. Uh, speaking of candidates, Ron DeSantis is running for president. Don't know if you've heard about is that, that. Is that true? It is true. How about that? Tim Scott, obviously, earlier this week announced that suspended. he would not be running any longer. He was suspending his campaign. He was backed by a lot of South Carolinians. Yes. And that windfall has begun. Ron DeSantis has picked up 10 endorsements in South Carolina um, from former backers of Senator Scott's campaign. In a list shared Friday with the AP before its public release, South Carolina State Reps Bill Taylor and Tom Hartnett Jr., as well as more than a half dozen municipal-level elected officials who had once backed Scott, are now endorsing their support for DeSantis. Um, Hartnett is quoted here saying he's the leader we need for this exact moment. He is the, he not only is the only candidate who I know can win, but he will be a president who will follow through on his promises to reverse the decline of our country. Obviously, this is jockeying for position in a first in the South primary state that it, the primary is going to be here before we know it. It's yeah. just a little over two months away, three months. You've got hundred candidates who are coming through. Yeah, 99 days now. 99 days. We know that... Former President Trump will be in town for some shindig happening down at uh, on George Rogers Boulevard. The Palmetto Bowl at its finest. On November, that is November 25th. Do, does he Nicole wear garnet and black or yeah, orange and purple? No, he wear, he'll wear, he'll wear garnet. Really? He's, 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 he's joining Henry McMaster. So let me ask you, he doesn't wear the khaki pants, white shirt, blue jacket, red hat. Yeah, probably. He, I don't think he, I don't I don't think think he, he does anything. But the colors. game is being played at Williams-Brice, so... He doesn't wear team colors. A contingent would tell you. Maybe he's wearing... I love... I tell you what, Shane Beamer's doing a great job. Great job. I would do better. I would do better. If I was coaching, we wouldn't have lost to Florida, but you know, that's how it goes. (laughs) So he'll be here for that. I'm assuming I won Florida twice. I'm assuming Governor Haley will be here as well. I mean, it is the Carolina-Clemson game. It would make sense. She's a Clemson alum. She's a Clemson board member. Yeah. A board of trustees member. So it's possible. Um, should be a fun shindig down on George Rogers Boulevard in a couple weeks. But we're going to see more and more candidates here mm-hmm. in town. Mm-hmm. Iowa Iowa State game earlier this year. Iowa State's uh, Iowa State's mascot is a cyclone, and they have Hulk Hogan's colors. They're amazing. Um, the Iowa Iowa State game had every single presidential candidate in attendance. That's fascinating. At that game, which is wild to me, because if you have Security. never seen, have you Oof. if you've never seen that stadium, you wonder how that happened. Um, it's not Kinnick. It's it's Iowa State. Anyway, you're going to see more and more people coming through the state, more and more getting their awards or getting their, their uh, groups together. So as we move closer and closer to that, we will continue to keep you updated on all those issues. Again, if you want to, uh, they are available on Amazon. If you want to get an Appeal to Heaven flag, feel free to get that and hang it up. Justin somewhere. has one coming for his birthday. Put it, put it, <laughs> put it on a flagpole in your yard. And and make your appeal to have it again. Here, here. Look at the historical 
significance of that flag. It is an amazing story. And I think it goes to show what our founders actually based our country on. And we'll continue to try to drive home that fact and let you know that while all of these major issues are happening and all of these difficult topics are raised each and every day, we are here on the Palmetto Family Matters show, on the Palmetto Family Matters network, at Palmetto Family Council, uh (laughs) to bring to light the idea and the knowledge and the certainty that there is hope and that that doesn't change through a political movement or a political ideology or a political candidate or anything like that. It comes from the cross. It comes from Christ, dead, buried, resurrected, coming again, and the hope we have in him sustains us. That's the goal. If you want to learn more about what we do here, palmettofamily.org is where you can go. Get You can subscribe to the email list. You can invest in the work that we're doing. We thank you in advance for your investment. We believe that you invest properly when you invest in the work that we do. If you want to watch and listen to previous shows that we've done, you can do that. All audio platforms are available for you. Facebook, YouTube, we're on all of them. You can download our app as well. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back next week. We'll only have two shows because it's Thanksgiving, and i got to get in the gym and prep myself for, for what's about to happen next week. Looking forward to that, man. Best day of the year. Until Monday, for Mitch Prosser, Kevin Cayello, our entire team at Palmetto Family, I am Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. It's this one. It's the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Have a great weekend. God bless.